other day I was uh, I was getting some work done on my car. Oh, welcome back. If you're new to the show, we're Wake Up Mid-Missouri. I'm Randy Tobler. There's producer Hannah, co-host Helene today. Good morning. Brian Houseworth coming into the studio. And good morning. John Marsh. How you doing, Big John? Doing good. Uh, anyway, I was uh, there, and I, there was this old gentleman who had had a, a cap on with Vietnam service, and he dropped his cane. Mm. And he was a, a feeble guy, and I could tell he was struggling, and I picked the cane up, and and he said, thank you. I said, no, thank you. I said, I, I almost, I'm brought to tears when I talk to veterans, uh, yes. no matter Amen. where they served and at yes. what age they are, because I, I never did, and it's very humbling. Um, and I picked up the cane, I said, well, I guess we could call this Raisin Cane, huh? Oh. And, he, and he sort of laughed, and we had a good chuckle. <laughs> but there's nothing better than people who have served our country when it comes to patriotism and people who, who just know what right is and what wrong is. One of those people is Representative uh, Griffith, who we're talking to now. Griffith, How you doing, Representative Griffith? Good to talk to you again. Talk to you too, Randy. And I've been doing a little research on you. We want to talk about your, uh, because of your leadership, of course, in the House, uh, from the, of course, you're in the district there in the Cole County area, um, about Veterans Affairs. But you served as a Green Beret. And I have a, a son-in-law who's in Robin Sage training, which may make some sense to you. Um, but yeah. we don't hear the details, but the harrowing tales of the things that you go through to become a Special Forces um, uh, service member in this country are amazing. So thank you for your service and for what you went through, because I have a little flavor of it, of what it is. Well, it was truly an honor to serve, and I um, I think God put me in a, in a good place uh, many times in my life, and that was mm. one of those times that I was able, able to... Um, mm. um, do some things that uh, a lot of people don't get to do. Yeah, and yeah. I, Nor could a lot of people ever uh, succeed at doing. Right. Let's, let, let, let's put in perspective there. <laughs> this, this is this is not, not for those who are faint of heart. No. <laughs> now, John, uh, John, uh, I, I want you to take the lead here because uh, you brought up uh, the legislation that uh, Representative Griffith is talking about. So uh, let's let's set the table. Yeah, Griff talked to us. House Veterans Committee uh, this week unanimously passed the bill to direct the Veterans Commission to, I guess, put veteran suicide a whole lot higher on their priority list, right? It really does. House Bill 1495 is uh, the, the veteran suicide bill that I've carried for the last three years, and uh, we know it's happened the two years previous. And So this year, I'm, I'm really hoping to get across the finish line. But um, this year, it went through the my committee. We had a hearing two weeks ago, and then this past Tuesday, uh, it passed out of my committee, uh, my consent. Um, and actually, um, and during that same uh, hearing, um, we had a lady from from the Joplin area. Um, her name was Debbie Fitzgerald. She runs the Ozark Crisis Center down there. She came and testified. Um, normally, I give those that testify in my committee about 15 minutes. Uh, she testified for an hour. Mm. Oh. And I'm telling you, she gave us some information uh, for four years. Um, I've been trying to get some um, information that, that can lead us to knowing and recognizing when somebody has suicide ideation, when they're co- mm. contemplating suicide. And I worked for the Red Cross for six years, and we had a card that, that showed people, uh, and kind of pointed people towards somebody that's going to have a heart attack or have a stroke. Mm. So I've been asking for four years for a card that would be uh, similar to that when it dealt with suicide. Mm. Debbie brought us one. And it's the first time I've seen that. Um, I told her at the end of the hearing I wanted 55,000 of those, and then I, she kind of looked at me kind of funny, and I said, well, okay, I'll take 5,000 of them. So uh, next week I'm going to be receiving those cards. But one thing that she talked about that I think that uh, I'd like to share with your audience today 
is something called question, persuade, and refer. The question, persuade, and refer is uh, when you have a friend of yours, a family member, or um, a friend that really starts talking and, and acting in a, in a way that they normally have not. Mm-hmm. When they say things like, um, I'm not going to be here next week. Um, I won't be there next month. Those are trigger words and, and phrases that we need to, be, to mm. take serious. Um, when you have a friend that says, oh, I could, I could just kill myself, um, they may be kidding as, as a one-off, but there may be something go, go behind that that really needs to be explored. So um, we've had a, really, a lot of really good testimony, but I can tell you that uh, Debbie's testimony uh, really touched my heart and really mm. gave me some hope for uh, stemming this uh crisis that we've got uh, with uh, with suicide. And to your point, John, I think that the, the, the Veterans Commission has got three priorities. The mm-hmm. first priority is the Veterans Home. The second priority is the cemeteries that we've got. The third priority is the Veterans Service Officers. By passing this bill, this will make veteran suicide one of their priorities. And that's why it's important to get this bill across the finish line. Uh, Chairman Griffith, we appreciate you joining us live, and thank you for your service. By the way, you're a Green Beret, and one of the best songs I've ever heard is a guy named Barry Sadler that song yep. that sang the Green. I, mm-hmm. I get choked up even thinking mm-hmm. about it. The the Green Berets, mm-hmm. and I mean, you want to talk about a a phenomenal song? There's nothing better than that. Uh, we appreciate your service. Your bill. I'm just going to read it. It's one sentence, plain and simple, Mr. Chairman. Your bill tasks the Missouri Veterans Commission with expanding its efforts to prevent veteran suicide. Mm. Nothing more than that That's that sums it up right there. As you know, though, anything it's one thing to propose it. It's another thing to have the governor go to the podium during a State of the State address next week mm. and make his recommendations. Well, with all the television cameras there, all the radio reporters, all the newspaper reporters as well, the governor will be there. He'll have an audience with 197 state lawmakers. Two-part question. A, are you hopeful that the governor will include this in his State of the State address? And B, have you talked to him about this? Um, to answer your first question, yes, I definitely hope that he will, he will include that. Uh, he's a veteran himself, so he gets it. He knows what it's all about. Um, and yes, I have talked with him. I've talked with him and mm-hmm. I've talked with his staff. Uh, Governor Parson, um, for me, is a really good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't ever call him Mike. I always call him uh, Governor. But um, we're on that on that level, I think. And his wife, Teresa, is one of the one of the sweetest ladies that I, I've ever known. And I can tell you that uh, it is my hope that from the podium he will talk about that. Um, it is a crisis. Uh the suicide rate that we have in the state of Missouri for the general population is 23.2%. Mm. For, for veterans, it's 44.5%. Oh, it's terrible. So it's, uh, it's double. And uh, Missouri ranks right now, I for a long time, uh, Brian, I, <laughs> I I think I lied because I said Missouri was number one in the country. We're not number one, but we rank right up there. I think mm, the sure. last oh, yeah. words I heard were, were fourth, fourth or sixth in the, in the country. For population and really in the area we've got with uh, with Missouri, uh, Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, Arkansas, this these these four states that are right here, um, we have a lot of veterans that retire here. Hmm. We have a lot of uh, service members that say when they get out of the, of the service they stay in these areas, and we like that. But that also can drive those numbers up. So I think that it's something that um, uh, we've got to get a handle on. Um, I think this is just this past year, 
I've lost two of my very close friends to suicide. When that happens to you personally, it touches your heart in a way that uh, it never changes. There's always questions that you've got as to what could I have done? What could I have said that could have made a difference? Thank you for your service, Mr. Chairman. Representative Griffith, um, we have a... um my my daughter actually had a friend that committed suicide, and what you say is absolutely true. That there are trigger words and phrases, and that we have some clue that's so that's so important to to hone in on. They get people around them that that they'll they'll have that experience that know when to clue into them. So, but there's a lot of rancor, rancor in the Senate, and your thoughts about getting this issue across the finish line? Well, there is, and I can tell you, Senator Eigel is uh, he's a veteran himself. He's the chairman of the the Senate uh, Veterans Committee. Uh, he and I have spoken a number of times. I know it's a priority for him. Um, he's already put together a veterans omnibus bill that he's going to try and, and put through. Um, I'm in hopes that that's part of it. We've visited about that. Um, but it's, it's for us it, in the in the House, it's very frustrating for us to do the work that we do and to send really good bills over to the Senate. And this one is is one that is non controversial. It has to be to, to go consent. But for them to not take that up and pass it uh, the same day they get it um, is beyond me. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, I've gone into this session uh, with a positive attitude and thinking that we are going to get some things done. If we go in there and think, well, nothing's going to happen, and I have a lot of my colleagues that are saying uh, that this is going to be a throw-off session because it's an election year. Um, if we do that, I'm, I'm sure nothing will happen. Representative so Dave. Dave Griffith joins us on Wake Up Mid-Missouri this morning, and uh, lots of lots of exciting things going on in that committee, Representative. Thank you for that. Yeah, Dave, I, Dave, I know that uh, in past sessions when we've heard the testimony from veterans up there, it, one angle that came out that wasn't so much the overt suicide, but the number of veterans who have died because of substance abuse issues mm. that continues for so many so many folks who've, who've returned home. They, that's right. And a number of things that I think attribute to that because a number of the injuries that they have, um, TBI, uh, uh, traumatic brain injury, um, the PTSD that we've got and trying to find ways that we can treat that. Um, I think medication is a good way. And, and Randy, you're being a doctor, you would know more about this than I do, but I think that uh, I think that there's some counseling that can be done. I think there are some ways that we can uh, look at addressing some of these issues without medicating our, our veterans to the point where when their medications run out and they they become addicted to those yes. and then they look at yes. alternative methods yes. trying to treat it, then that's when we have uh, that's when we have suicide that can happen uh, at least down to a very, very hard path. You know, Dave, I think you probably know, you and I are of, of enough uh, seniority on years in the on the planet that you know that whether it's a washing machine that's making a noise or a car that's making some rattling noise or um, someone who's having some early mental health problems, early addressing of a problem, often an ounce of prevention is a pound of cure. You sit on the mental health, uh, you know, committee and health and mental health committee as well, and I'm concerned that there there are so there is so much obstruction and so many hoops for counselors at lower levels of credentialing to get through that I think could provide some of that early counseling, early intervention that may preempt some of the more and increasingly hard to find intensive therapy, whether it is veterans or non-veterans that need mental health care, because a lot of these things then turn into either violent crimes or drug related mm-hmm. property crimes. And I just, man, when I see the regulatory hassle that that P- 
people early in their career that want to be counselors, want to be licensed social workers, they've got to do 30,000 hours and go mm-hmm. to jump through 25 million hoops to get the legitimacy to counsel someone. I- am I right or wrong there that we've got too much noise for people that could be offering helpful counseling at an earlier stage? I think you're exactly, you're spot on there. But I think also, Randy, one of the other things that is a concern is that a lot of these veterans that uh, are in the National Guard Reserves or in the military, uh, they don't, they hesitate in going to try and get mental health because of, uh, if they do, they're going to be labeled. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. They're labeled. Oh. That, uh, then their chance for getting promotions or even staying oh, in the military. Yeah, you're uh, right. It, it, it starts to affect that. Well, conversations like this need to, to, to bring awareness to the fact that there's probably no better worker than a veteran. There's no one that's going to be share the same values that an owner of a small business or a large business, for that matter. Um, and to stigmatize this, I, man, we should be over that. Just like we're over racism in this country, we should be over that stigmatization as well. Well, and that's one thing, the conversation that I've been trying to have with the military and I've had with General Compton a number of times in the National Guard is what what can we do to try and get these folks the help they need, yeah. but not penalize them for that. Right. Um, we had one case uh, two years ago. I had an interim committee on veteran suicide and mental health, and we had a, a, a lady and her, uh, a woman and her daughter that came up from Springfield, and her husband was a lieutenant colonel in the National Guard. He was on the Springfield uh, Police Department, and he committed suicide. Oh. He, they knew he had a problem, and they talked about it. But he said, if I go to my commanding officer, if I go to my uh, commander on the police parade, this may affect my job. They may let me go. Mm. And Man. now, retrospect, after he committed suicide, they say, I really don't care. I wish I would have. We wish we would have done that because yeah. we missed him every single day. Yeah, there you uh. go. I think people who admit mm. and own their, you know, mm. we live in a gotcha culture and it permeates the media, but sadly it permeates private society as well. And, um, you know, I've always celebrated in any sphere I've worked out, anyone that wants to own some little wart that they have or some little flaw in their mm-hmm. character. My God, we all live in, in glass houses. They actually, their stock price goes up in my book, and I hope that we can start to turn the turn the tide there. Representative Dave Griffith, we're out of time. I'm getting the stink eye from producer Hannah. You know what that means. <laughs> so I got to run. Look forward to our next conversation. Thank you so much for Thank sponsoring you for all of the great veterans legislation, including the suicide bill. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. There he is, Representative Dave Griffith. Uh, When we come back...